Hello, everyone. My name is Andrew, and my name is Anna, and this is the Culips English Podcast. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Culips. You're listening to Chatterbox, the Culips series for intermediate and advanced English learners that features natural, unedited conversations between native speakers about compelling topics. Or maybe a trending current event, or even a hot issue. And today I'm joined by my co-host Anna. Hello, Anna. Hi, Andrew. How are you? And hello, everyone. Now, Andrew, what's our episode about today? Well, Anna, today we are talking about comfort zones, and we are going to discuss the idea of stepping outside of your comfort zone. Yes, stepping out of your comfort zone. This is a topic I really like, and I think you guys are going to like this one as well. Now, stepping out of your comfort zone means to challenge yourself by doing something that makes you feel stressed or anxious. And actually, stepping out of your comfort zone can be uncomfortable, but it's one of the best ways to have new experiences and grow as a person. Before we get started, then Andrew, let's remind them where they can find their study guide for this episode. Yes, very good idea. So everyone, we do make study guides and transcripts for all of our episodes, and they're designed by our team of expert English teachers to help you build your English skills and reach your English learning goals faster than ever. So to become a Cubes member and get unlimited access to all of our study guides. Plus, some great bonuses like invitations to our monthly live streams and so much more. Just visit our website, culips.com, C-U-L-I-P-S.com, and sign up. Okay, Anna, let's get to our topic for today, which is about stepping outside of your comfort zone. And I think we're going to have a lot to talk about, Anna, specifically because we are both living in. Foreign countries away from home, and I kind of predict that a lot of our discussion will be maybe about this subject, but we'll have to see as we go along. But before we get to that topic exactly, maybe we should first begin by talking about what the comfort zone is, because we can't really talk about getting outside of it if we don't know what it is. <laughs> so, in your mind, at least, how do you define the comfort zone? Well, the comfort zone. First of all, it's invisible, I guess, but it's a place where you feel, as it says, very comfortable. For example, for me, I feel one of my biggest comfort zones is being in my house. For example, in my tiny little flat is my absolute comfort zone. I feel happy here. I feel safe. I feel very comfortable. So, comfort zones are where we feel like we're in. Our element. Well, that's what it feels like for me. I don't know about for you, but you don't feel necessarily challenged or pushed. You're not necessarily anxious about anything. You're kind of in your zone, doing what you love to do. So, for me, being in my comfort zone is great. We feel good when we're in our comfort zones. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a good way to put it. And maybe thinking of your house is like a really Easy way to understand this idea for many people. Your house is like the area where you can feel free to be yourself completely, and you feel safe and comfortable. And I like to think 
of the difference between doing a job or working at some place that you've worked at for a long time, you know all your coworkers, you know all the rules, all the procedures, how to do everything, and the job is just kind of second nature to you versus the first day at a new job. You know, starting a new job for the first time and maybe the night before you're really anxious and you can't sleep very well and then you go to the workplace for the first time and everything is awkward and everybody is new and that feeling is like being outside of your comfort zone, right? You're in a totally new environment, you feel stressed and anxious because of that and I think anybody who's had that feeling of starting a new job at a place that's unfamiliar to them has maybe experienced being outside of the comfort zone. Yeah, I really like that the way that that kind of situation that you painted there because it's true. Often when you do something repeatedly for a long time like working in the same company, you're so comfortable. I mean, it's like the epitome of the comfort zone. And actually Andrew is going to pick up on something really nice that you said and I'm going to explain it to you guys which is second nature. Something second nature, it's like you don't even have to think about it. It's automatic. It's like you're on autopilot, I think we would say in English. So there's lots of things that are second nature to us. I mean, me and Andrew we're we're teachers, so you know, when we're preparing things or classes, it's kind of second nature. We don't even need to apply much effort in order to do it. So I really like that phrase there. But yeah, and you feel when you're outside of your comfort zone, you know it. It feels uncomfortable. You feel stressed. You feel anxious. But maybe not always a bad anxious because sometimes being anxious can be good. Maybe it's a happy nervous. But you feel that fight or flight that we have inside us, that instinct. And our bodies, they're like, oh, we're not in a safe place. This is not our usual thing. Like, what's going on? So our body starts playing all these types of tricks on us. So when you're out of your comfort zone, you know it. But Again, there's different levels of stepping outside of your comfort zone. It could be like a lot or a little bit. So, I guess there's a spectrum of stepping outside of your comfort zone. It doesn't have to be something really big. It can be something small, but you always know, I think, when you're outside your comfort zone or not comfortable. Yeah, you can definitely feel it, right? You know immediately. At least a person like me, I know immediately when I'm outside of my comfort zone. Maybe I start to feel a little bit of anxiety or stress or nervousness. And that might be related to the fact that I'm an introverted person as we talked about in a previous Culips episode and sometimes new situations just make me feel a little bit stressed like that but I guess maybe Anna we should back up just a moment because I did want to highlight that when we're talking about the comfort zone this is really more like a psychological theory right there's not like a physical area that's your comfort zone this is a psychological idea and Psychologists have proposed, in fact, three zones of learning and development. And so in the middle, you have your comfort zone where you feel very secure and safe and comfortable, hence the name. And then outside of the comfort zone is what's called the optimal performance zone. And this is a state where you feel some stress, you feel some anxiety, you feel some pressure, but you can use this pressure and stress and anxiety to actually push you to work better or to learn more quickly or to achieve your goals in a better way. 
The idea is that if you don't have this push, then you're not going to be able to move forward in whatever you're trying to do. So there's this sweet spot when you're just outside of your comfort zone where you're in the optimal performance zone. However, outside of the optimal performance zone is the danger zone. Psychologists call this the danger zone. Isn't there a song from the 80s that talks about the danger zone? No idea, but it, it sounds horrible. Just thinking about the danger zone puts me on edge. So the danger zone is the psychological state where your performance actually declines because you're feeling too much stress, too much anxiety, or too much nervousness, and yeah, you actually do terribly in this kind of situation. So when we're talking about stepping outside of your comfort zone, I think we're actually talking about trying to be in this optimal performance zone right? Where this little stress, this little anxiety pushes you to do something new or something different. And because of that, you're able to learn something new or do something differently or grow as a person. And yeah, that's where we want to try and be. We don't want to be in the danger zone. No, I mean, the danger zone says it in the label. It's not a good place to be. And I like that term that you use there, Andrew. And guys, sweet spot basically means, you know, the optimum level. Another similar way that we might say that is like happy medium, somewhere in the middle. And yeah, of course. And it comes back to what I was saying about there's a spectrum. I mean, you don't want to push yourself too far because then it's going to feel awful. But Andrew, do you like stepping out of your comfort zone? Is do you do it often? Do you make a conscious effort to try and step out of your comfort zone? Good question, Anna. I do make an effort to be outside of my comfort zone. I don't know if I like it, but I think, in fact, and this goes back to what I was saying at the start of the episode about living overseas, I kind of feel in a way that I'm outside of my comfort zone almost all of the time. And living in a foreign country with a foreign language that's spoken around me all the time in a foreign culture, you know, a lot of things feel a little bit uncomfortable. But because of this experience, I do feel like I've been able to grow so much as a person and grow my understanding of the Korean language and understanding of Korean culture. For listeners who don't know, by the way, I do live right now in Korea, even though I am Canadian. So yeah, I feel like I'm kind of always outside of the comfort zone. I don't know if I'm really in the optimal performance zone. Sometimes I am. Sometimes I'm in the danger zone. And now that I've lived in Korea for so long, I think some things that maybe were in the danger zone before are actually now in the comfort zone for me. So that in itself is a measure of growth, I think. Absolutely. And there's a kind of saying that we have in English, everyone, which kind of goes like this. Nothing good happens inside your comfort zone. And it's trying to sort of say about this idea that if you want to change, if you want to grow, you've got to make yourself feel a little bit uncomfortable every now and again. And actually, I want to share something that's quite personal because this for me is actually one of my personal things that I have to work on. Because I don't know about you guys, but during the pandemic, I kind of went right back into my comfort zone, which was being at home, doing everything online. I didn't meet many people face to face, which sometimes I can feel a bit nervous about doing that, as I'm sure maybe you guys do as well. So I found that after the pandemic and all of that stuff, that I was way too much in my comfort zone. So one of the things that I've been consciously trying to do, especially over the last month or couple of months, is every day... 
I do something or I try and do something, even if it's something really small, like sending an email that would maybe make me feel a little bit uncomfortable or having a conversation with somebody or going out and doing something that I wouldn't normally do. So I try and do something every day that just pushes me a little bit outside my comfort zone. And because I think it's really important, like for me personally, it's really important for me to grow and change. Like I don't want to be in the same situation I am next year. I want to be a better person. I want to be more confident. I want to be not worrying about the things that I worry about now. But it's funny because you've got to work with your mind a little bit because your mind will tell you, don't do that. You're fine here. Don't go out. Don't meet that person. You're fine here. Stay here. Watch Netflix and make something on TV. So you have to have a little bit of a battle with your mind getting out of your comfort zone because it will try and stop you. It will try and keep you where it's comfortable. So I don't know, you guys had that in your head where it kind of got to have this internal battle. But for me, it's super important, this idea. And stepping outside your comfort zone, it's an important term. It's quite overused, but I think it's so important for like personal growth and just trying new things. And okay, sometimes it's going to be an absolute disaster. Sometimes you're going to be in the danger zone and it's going to be awful. But I think overall, if we can get into that optimal performance zone as much as possible, then that's good. That's great, Anna. I love that you're challenging yourself like that with just little things every day. And those little things build up, right? You can use them as stepping stones to work towards bigger goals as well. So I love that. I have noticed that as I've gotten older, it's easier to get outside of my comfort zone. Maybe I don't care as much about what other people think these days as I used to. So I'm more willing to go out of my comfort zone and to put myself out there and to try new things and to challenge myself in that way. And Anna, maybe as you get a little bit older as well, you'll feel similar to me that it will get easier and easier each day. I'm wondering if you could share about some of the things that you've learned about yourself from trying to step outside of your comfort zone. Do you have any great insights that you could share? Do you know what? I'm going to give an example and this relates to learning languages as well. So everyone, I know that maybe you're going through this as well about how can I push myself and challenge myself with my English. So I'm going to give an example for this. And I think the main learning is that you can do it, even though it feels like it's a really big thing, maybe making a phone call in English, for example, or giving a presentation or speaking to somebody in English, you can do it. But as I said before, you have got to battle a little bit with your internal systems because your internal systems are going to tell you don't do it and they're going to try and escape. So I'm going to give an example of one thing that is was outside my comfort zone. Again, it's a tiny thing, but these things add up. Like you said, Andrew, they accumulate. So one thing I absolutely hate doing is phoning, making phone calls in Spanish. I hate it. I hate it. I will do anything to avoid it. Me too, actually. In Korean, I hate when somebody calls me and I see on the caller ID, like, oh, I know this person. I get a little heart attack. I'm like, oh, it's so hard to talk on the phone. Yeah. And I guess you guys maybe feel like this as well. It's pretty common. Okay. It's pretty common. So my hair needs a cut. I needed to have a haircut. Now I had two options. I could have gone the comfortable comfort zone route and I could have booked an appointment online. I didn't have to speak to anybody and I would just turn up. Or I had the uncomfortable route and I could have called the salon. It's literally a 15 second conversation. It's not even a long conversation. And I could book the appointment that way. So I had these two choices and I was like, okay, get yourself together. You can do it. It's just a phone call. It's going to last 15 seconds. It will be fine. It might not be perfect. So I made the phone call. Okay. And 
as per usual, I was awkward and I didn't know exactly what to say and I didn't understand everything. But now I guess probably I feel a little bit more comfortable about making the next phone call. So it's like that little push, you know, once you've done several little pushes, then it won't be such a big deal anymore. And maybe then I'll be much more comfortable. I won't even think about it, picking up the phone call, making a hair appointment, making a nail appointment, whatever. So, you know, for me, it's like you can do it, even though it feels like in that moment, it's really hard to push yourself outside your comfort zone. It is possible and you can do it. You just have to have a bit of grit and kind of get on with it and kind of accept that it might not go well but it will be good for you in the long run. And you have to trust that. It'll be good for you either way, right? Like even if you tried that phone call and you completely failed and the person at the hair salon didn't understand you and you had to hang up the phone and feel embarrassed about it, you could just be like, well, that didn't work. (laughs) And then you're like, I have to try. There's something that I said that wasn't working. You'd have to like think about your word choice or your pronunciation and then you could try again. And so even failing... When you go outside of your comfort zone and you fail, that's still a learning experience. You can still have a takeaway from that. And that's what I would advise guys as well is that if you're thinking, okay, I need to do more to push myself outside my comfort zone or step outside my comfort zone, do it step by step, small things. It doesn't need to be a huge jump. It could be, it could be a big thing. You could make a big step. Some people prefer that. Some people like to make big changes all of a sudden, but If not, just do it little by little. Pick something, the smallest thing that would make you feel like you're not in your comfort zone and try that first. Okay, Because I think sometimes it can be a a little bit overwhelming if you think, oh, wow, I have to give a presentation in English. Oh, my goodness. It feels like a huge jump. So why not try maybe just practicing the introduction or having a short conversation or I don't know, whatever, but pick a small thing to do first if it feels like too much. But yeah, it's a win-win. Like you said, Andrew, it's a win-win. You win either way um, if you do it. Um, And probably you'll regret it if you don't. And I prefer not to regret things. So, you know, I don't want to live with that thing in my head of, oh, I should have done that or, oh, I could have done that. That annoys me. I think we're on the same page. We have the same outlook about this, Anna, because my viewpoint is slightly different, but essentially it's the same. My viewpoint is that I want to do this one day. Like, I want to be able to do this goal one day. Like, whatever it is, it could be really about learning any skill, right? I think about this when it comes to running, which is my hobby. You know, like, I have goals about trying to run a marathon in under three hours. That's my goal. It's like, I want to do that one day. Well, I can't do that if I don't train, if I don't practice, right? So like, I have to take those steps if I want to achieve my goal. I have goals of wanting to be really fluent in the Korean language. And if I don't do those little things to practice, then I'll never do that. So it's like, I try to envision my future self My future self who has accomplished those goals had to do those little steps in order to accomplish them. So I totally get that it's necessary to push ourselves in this way. And Anna, I wanted to run a comment by you that was left by one of our QLips members on our website. And this member has the username Ava, Ava, A-H-V-A. So Ava wrote on our discussion form. Hi, Andrew. I started to read a book in English, and even though it's easy, I lost the gist frequently. Now, the gist means like the main idea, right? So I lost the gist. I lost the main idea frequently, and it takes me a long time to read a few pages. Do you think it's a good idea to read the same book at the same time in my own language, or is it better that I continue only in English? 
can we be comfortable out of our comfort zone? So I think what this member is talking about in the context of stepping outside of your comfort zone while reading a book, and I think this goes for anything in a second language. It goes for watching movies. It goes for listening to podcasts like Qlips. It goes for having conversations with English speakers. And that is, can we start to feel comfortable outside of our comfort zone? My gut feeling is like, this is a really good skill to develop, is to feel comfortable outside of your comfort zone when it comes to learning English. Because when you feel comfortable with accepting that you're not going to understand 100% of everything, then you can just start to enjoy the process. If you have this feeling like, I have to understand everything that I hear, or I can't enjoy this movie, or I have to understand every word that I see, or I can't enjoy this book, I think if you have that mindset, then you're cutting yourself off from A, some really great potential material that could be so beneficial or entertaining, but also that you maybe won't be able to hit the next level with your learning goals. I'm curious, what do you think about this idea, Anna, of being comfortable outside of the comfort zone? Yeah, I, I mean, of course it's possible because I guess all it means is just that your comfort zones are shifting. So what used to be outside your comfort zone becomes in your comfort zone and so on and so forth. So your comfort zone will just shift, you know, it will just keep shifting. What used to be more difficult becomes easier. So then you need to try something that's more difficult. And again, there's another phrase that's often said in English, which is like, there's no learning inside your comfort zone. I'm not sure whether I agree with that or not. But I mean, I guess what it's trying to say is that it can be entertaining, it can be good inside your comfort zone. But if you understand everything, for example, well, you're not really being challenged or pushed. Like you said, if you understand absolutely everything in a podcast or in a movie, etc., then you're not necessarily challenging yourself. So yeah, your comfort zone just shifts. There will always be something new that you can make yourself feel uncomfortable about. Like that will never change. There's always going to be new things. So yeah, if it's comfortable outside your comfort zone, you've just shifted your comfort zone, essentially. That's what I think anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. And I guess to go back to Ava's specific question about reading the novel, I think going back to that idea of the comfort zone, the optimal performance zone, and the danger zone is a good visualization. If you are in the deep end with the novel, like if it is so hard to follow that maybe you're having to search for a hundred words on each page and you can't follow the story, then maybe you're in the danger zone and it's going to be too stressful and too difficult for you. Maybe you need to find an easier novel that is better suited for your level. But, you know, personally, I'm reading a novel in Korea right now, which I think is in the optimal performance zone for me. I don't understand everything, but I can follow the main ideas really clearly. I can enjoy the book even without a dictionary, but if I use my dictionary, it's even better because there are several words, you know, somewhere between five to ten words per page that are new to me. But I find that as I go through the novel, and now I'm almost at the end, are about 400 pages. It's a long one. You know, I'm not needing to look words up as often and I'm really learning a lot from the reading. So this is like the perfect example of being in the optimal performance zone for me. So I think, yeah, you probably need to choose something that's level appropriate to start. And if you can find a book that fits that optimal performance zone that pushes you, then that is where real learning benefits can come from. Agreed. Couldn't have said it better myself, Andrew.
And uh, I think that will bring us to the end of this episode. So I want to thank everybody for listening. And guys, congratulations on doing some English listening practice today. This is exactly what you need to be doing to build your English skills. And Anna and I would love it if you could contribute to the conversation. We would love to know what you think. And you can do that by leaving a comment on our website. Please let us know about what you think and share any stories you have about being outside of your comfort zone. We would love to hear about them. Yes, absolutely. Definitely send those in. And if you really like Coolips, please support us so we can keep making free English lessons each and every week. The best way to support us is by becoming a Culips member. To learn all of the details and to sign up, just visit culips.com. And don't forget that you can also support us by following us on Instagram or YouTube. You can tell your friends you're learning English to check Culips out. Or you can even leave us a five-star rating and positive review on your favorite podcast app. We'll be back soon with another brand new episode. And we'll talk to you then. Goodbye. Bye, everyone.